Good morning. You listen to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, I have Brian Caress, the CEO of Ready Carpet, and I have Andy Hogan, the CEO of the FBI Group. Gentlemen, how you doing? Good morning, Kemp. Doing great this morning, Kemp. Thanks for having us. I want to talk about the multifamily business. It's probably one of the hottest sectors of growth, even in the current economic situation. We'll get to that in just a minute. Brian, you and I both serve on the FCIF board, so I get to see you frequently, and I'm going to see you, I guess, in about 10 days in Vegas, right? That's correct. It's a wonderful organization. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah. Andy, you going as well? Yeah, we'll have a morning meeting with our members uh, on Tuesday morning, which is the first day of services. Yeah, then we have a big cocktail party that night, who's who. So, yeah, looking forward to services. All right, let's start with a little background on Ready Carpet. Based in Stafford, Texas, near Houston, that's your headquarters. You've got about 500 people in the company. You're in 31 cities and 24 states. On our top 100 list that we do every year in November, you're number 11. Our estimate was you did $454 million in revenue, which is up about $100 million from the year before. So congratulations on that growth. Thank you, Cap. But we came in just slightly ahead of that. But we actually opened our 34th location this year in Chicago. Okay, great. So you got started in 81, offering installation promise in the apartment business that you would install carpet the next day. So a majority of your business is renovations of apartments, right? Yeah, we focus specifically on the replacement side of the business. So basically what we say is you call us until 530 today, we're going to install it tomorrow, one unit at a time. And you do all the accounting necessary. You, You know what each individual client's looking for, and you're ready to roll with whatever inventory they need. And as far as flooring goes, you install carpet, vinyl, ceramic tile, hardwood, laminate, and blinds as well, right? Yeah, the vast majority of what we do is in this day and age is carpet and LVT. That's 96% of what goes into an apartment complex on the replacement side. They're not typically replacing a lot of wood and ceramic, although we do a little bit of that as well. Andy, give us a little bit of the statistics surrounding the multifamily business right now. Yeah, there are a few highlights. I'll keep this at 20,000 feet. Uh, well, the multifamily arena is, is still in a good place. There's some indicators to keep an eye on as we go into the meat of this year in 2023. First of all, there is some rising vacancies in the apartment community in certain markets. That is something to keep an eye on, Kemp. Occupancy rates have flattened somewhat in some markets, and in other markets, they've fallen. So what that amounts to is some deceleration uh, on the rent side of uh, the apartment business, rent growth and the, the monthly charge to the tenant. It is starting to slowly decelerate. And Brian will chime in on this. In 2022, the, one of the final st- statistics from the uh, National Apartment Association is that net demand for apartments in 2022, and this was a little bit of a surprise, it ended in a negative territory. What that means is that more renters moved out than moved in. So that's what you call net demand, and it was just slightly down. Bottom line, I think the balance of power is slowly shifting back to the renters, and that should slowly but surely reflect in rent pricing, which can help affordability. Because here's a factoid for you, Kemp. When you back up pre-COVID, the mean or the average median rent price was 
and I know Chicago is different and New York City is different, but the mean throughout the aggregated U.S. was around $1,050 a month. And it yeah. ended up in November, it was around thir- between $1,300 $1,400 a month. That was the mean. So that those are some indicators we, we continuously look at. It's a kind of supply and demand equation. If any of us like me who travels all the time and you land in a city, that's what you still see being built. There's going to be a situation eventually where you've got more units than you've got demand, and that's going to affect the rate, right? I think what you're starting to see in this environment between rising interest rates and, and increased costs in product is that new construction developments aren't making fiscal sense right now. And so what we're starting to see is a, a serious drop in new permits being pulled. I think that, you know, until either interest rates uh, retract or costs come down, uh, we're not going to see a lot of new construction development. Andy mentioned, you know, net uh, uh, what we call absorption or what I refer to as absorption. We had a lot of properties that were already under construction that were completed. And so you all of a sudden have a lot of new supply in the market. And I think that's part of what drove down overall occupancy and absorption. And then the other thing that we're seeing is our customers are beginning to offer uh, concessions like free rent in order to get people to sign new leases. And that's something that hasn't happened in the last 24 months. All right. Tell us, you, know, you got started a few minutes ago about the different surface types and you say it's mostly carpet and vinyl. Tell us a little bit more detail on those trends. About 15 years ago, our product in the multifamily industry was still 85% carpet and 15% either vinyl or, or LVT was just starting to come into play in a serious way. So the trend for the last 15 years or so has been a transition away from carpet to LVT. Personally, I think we're not really in a position to see much more transition. I'd say it's leveled off, probably a 50-50 mix, depending on the market you're in. Some areas of the country are a little higher. Some are a little bit lower than that. So it's leveled off at 50-50. Very interesting. Yeah. Carpet is primarily in the bedrooms, just like in single-family, newly built homes. Carpet's primarily in the bedrooms. It's the same thing in apartments, but... I thought that carpet would make a comeback, especially when all the eviction moratoriums just totally messed up property managers' budgets a year or two ago during the COVID period. I thought that carpet would make a comeback, and it did in certain markets, minimal extent. But uh, carpet, I think, is here to stay in apartments. I'm hoping that it's here to stay, especially in the bedrooms. But I, I agree with Brian. It has The trends have flattened. Brian, I failed to mention this, but you took this CEO role six years ago, and I mentioned that this last year you grew over $100 million. So congratulations. Looks like you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. We've got an incredible team of people here that work really well together, and they deserve all the credit. What's your outlook for 23? We budgeted an increase for 23, although it's substantially less than last year. Our plan is yeah. to open our 35th location in Baltimore in late spring, early summer possibly. Uh, we've got a 36 location plan somewhere in the Midwest, although we haven't decided on a specific city yet. You know, from the industry in general standpoint, I think the new construction side of the business, which we do a little bit, but it's not a, a substantial part of our business, is going to be down drastically. I think we'll start to see some projects come out of the ground in Q3 and Q4. You know, people are continuing to plan new developments, but they're just not going to take them out until it makes sense to do so. Uh, on the replacement side, 
there's still plenty of need for flooring. People are continuing to move. Obviously, different parts of the country are, are having an influx of people. Some are you know, losing population. But I think we've got a couple of challenges coming through that people that haven't been in the industry for a long time are probably not going to have experienced before. One in particular, I'd say, is that we've had a lot of properties that we service over the last few years that have sold at pretty low cap rates with very little interest expense. So if they've got fixed interest, they'll be fine. But a lot of those loans are going to reset to higher interest rates, and that's going to create some challenges for our customers paying their bills. The other thing that I think is different than we've had in the past is as an industry, we've always followed what the manufacturer does on pricing. And they pass along an increase to us, we pass it along to the end user. And typically when they lower costs, we pass those along to our customers as well. The problem right now is, is that while product costs might be coming down, all of our other costs continue to increase. You know, as you know, Kim, people costs continue to rise at unprecedented rates, our rents, our utilities, waste. We don't uh, do a better job of taking our non-product cost into effect when setting our sell prices. We're going to find ourselves going backwards or even worse, unprofitable. Well, guys, I appreciate you spending time with our listeners this morning and tell us what's been going on in the multifamily business. You've been talking to Brian Caress and Andy Hogan, and you've been listening to Kemp Har and FloridaLA.net.